serving communities in northern and central Wisconsin and the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. This is Aspirus Health Talk with Melanie Cole. There is perhaps no more exciting and anxious time than the birth of a new baby. Feeding and care are every new parent's biggest concerns. My guest today is Chris Hankey. She's a women's health nurse navigator and the coordinator of the breast milk donation program at Aspirus. Welcome to the show, Chris. So tell us a little bit about with newborns and, and women are encouraged to breastfeed by the American Academy of Pediatrics and sometimes they have trouble. Tell us what kinds of troubles they have sometimes. Sure. Sometimes women can have problems with the baby latching on, um, and that can be, you know, problematic for patients. Um, but the nice thing about it is there are some options for maybe women who encounter this pro- um, problem or um, perhaps um, have a premature baby and are, are really dealing with this issue. So um, there are milk donation centers throughout the United States, and we happen to be what's called a milk depot um, for a milk bank. So explain what that is and how do women take advantage of the service? Absolutely. So oftentimes um, women who are breastfeeding um, may be blessed with an overabundance of milk and they may be pumping their milk, freezing it, and um, for a variety of reasons may not use all that milk. Um, maybe the baby doesn't like the, the taste of frozen milk and prefers milk straight from the breast or again, if they just have an overproduction and won't use all their breast milk. Um, You know, we certainly don't want to see this liquid gold go down the drain as women maybe have resorted to when they have too much milk and not enough freezer space. Uh, So programs such as ours uh, were a way to capture that liquid gold and um, have it available for other babies who certainly could use that help. So how does this work? And and is this milk clean? Is it? I mean, how do women know what they're getting is safe for their baby? Absolutely. Great question. So yes, we actually um, are a milk depot uh, for the milk bank, which is located in Indiana, and their sister bank, which is located um, just outside of Chicago. This um, milk that is donated, um, first of all, uh, potential donors are screened for eligibility. So there's um, health history questions. Uh, are um, the donors using any type of medication that wouldn't be um, good for babies to be exposed to via breast milk? Um, lifestyle questions. Are they smokers? Um, so those types of questions are assessed first. And if the potential donor uh, let's say, passes those um, initial screening questions, then they can move on to have lab testing. Basically, we want donors to be screened for infections such as hepatitis and HIV, which could be passed through mother's breast milk. When that those test results are in and everything um, looks fine, they can go ahead and begin that um, donation process. They're actually given a unique donor number, and um, at that time, they can start donating. So we're considered a depot. What that means is um, approved donors can drop off their milk at our site. We have a freezer that's dedicated just to mother's breast milk uh, for these donors. And then we ship the milk to the breast uh, banks. Once the milk reaches the breast milk banks, it's tested 
it's pasteurized and it's repackaged um, to be sold to NICUs to help premature and sick babies throughout the country um, for that purpose. So it's a very rigorous process that this breast milk is put through so we know that those standards are good and that babies receiving that breast milk are receiving a good, safe product. So once the the new mothers get this product, obviously then they have to use bottle feeding. So then is there a way for them to also restart breastfeeding? Or once they start with donated breast milk and, and the bottle, they have to stick with that? Well, oftentimes when um, babies are, let's say, born premature or in needle natal intensive care units um, and breast milk isn't being supplied, let's say, by the mother for whatever reason, um, maybe her milk didn't come in, maybe she's just really having a hard time with that. So at that point in time, babies are bottle-fed in those instances. So, you know... yeah, in those instances, babies would be um, bottle-fed at that point in time. So then once that starts, how long can a mother use donated breast milk? Um, there really doesn't seem to be, I don't think, an end date on that. Certainly we want those babies um, to continue to be breastfed while they're in our NICUs. Um, and then if they choose to continue you know, feeding that breast milk once the baby has been discharged from the NICU, you know, that's certainly that the mother could could do, um, continue doing at that point in time too. So, you know, but we want to make sure that, you know, while they're in the NICU, um, you know, either, you know, recovering from um, prematurity or an illness that they um, do have that breast milk at that time. So how do you ask women to be donors? Um, you know, I, we really aren't asking women to be donors. It's just really great how they find us. Certainly, we do have information available that we are a milk depot. Um, we have information um, for mothers in our hospitals who are um, giving birth, um, that if they do have an, an overabundance, they're welcome to contact um, our facility because we're always looking for for donor milk to help those sick and premature babies. So um, a lot of it is word of mouth. And I cannot believe how much milk has been donated through our center since we started this program. Um, To date, we've collected um, over 4,600 pounds of milk. So to kind of give an idea in the consumer perspective, that's a, a little over 580 gallons of milk. Wow, that's fantastic. It's been phenomenal. So I am always in awe of the amount of milk that some of these mothers produce. And they're already feeding their own babies, plus they have this excess of milk. So it's just incredible. It's really incredible to see um, the donation amounts that um, we've seen. And we feel truly honored to receive this liquid gold. So do the women who are receiving this donation, do they pay for this milk? Is insurance cover that? How does that work? Sure. Great question. So our NICU actually um, purchases the milk um, on behalf of the patient while while the baby is in the NICU. Milk can be purchased on an um, outpatient basis. So let's say um, a mother gives birth to a healthy baby goes home, is trying to breastfeed, and for whatever reason, um, maybe 
isn't able to produce or is having a hard time with the whole breastfeeding experience, they can purchase breast milk on an outpatient basis. Typically, it's by a prescription, so they would need an okay from their doctor. Um, but it can be purchased um, for that reason, too. What great information. In just the last few minutes, Chris, if you would, give us your sort of best information, what you're telling women every day about the breast milk donation program at Aspirus and why women should come to see you. Certainly. It's such a, gr- a great program um, to, you know, be able to offer that to other moms. You know, certainly when other moms are having um issues with a sick baby, what better gift can a mother who has excess, you know, certainly provide to that? Um, so certainly that impact that they can have on, you know, not only their baby's health, but potentially other um, mother's babies too. Um, so, you know, in the absence of their own uh, mother's milk, this pasteurized, um, fully screened milk is is such a gift that they can provide. Um, And certainly when you're looking at a baby who maybe is in um, a NICU setting or is born premature, you know, the benefits that they can have that maybe can't be offered in in formula, you know, just the um, immunological properties of breast milk that are there that can't be replicated in formula is so important. Um, You know, one thing that we hope never happens to babies is a condition called um, necrotizing endocolitis. It can be a very life-threatening condition, and, you know, that's a situation where we really want those babies to receive breast milk because of those um, anti-inflammatory properties. And those babies' intestines in that condition can be um, so critical and it becomes hard for them to digest that the intestine can become inflamed and um, that intestine can actually die. So, you know, we really want, you know, breast milk certainly in that devastating condition um, to be offered to those babies. Thank you so much, Chris. I applaud all the great work that you're doing. You're listening to Aspirus Health Talk, and for more information, you can go to aspirus.org. That's aspirus.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.